Fellow fabricators, stone shop owners from across the fruited plain, and all you ladies and gentlemen out there, this is the Fab Lab Podcast, and I'm your host, Aaron Crowley. So glad to be tuning in with you on episode 141, the number one danger in delegating. Now, I feel like i got to slow down. <laughs> Right out of the gate, I'm so I'm so excited about this topic, and the reality that I am confronted with on a daily basis. I was mentioning to Wes, the gentleman who produces the Fab Lab podcast, that I could literally do a podcast topic every single day. You see, I may have sold my stone shop last year. In fact, we just had our one year anniversary. But I still own No Lift Install System and another little company called Fabricator's Friend, and I employ people in both businesses. So there's no shortage to the reality <laughs> that you're dealing with. I am utterly familiar with it. I'm, I'm living it every day, and, and this one in particular is something that's been just a recent just lesson that I've had to remind myself. I've had to do some coaching with some of my managers as well in terms of understanding this principle as we continue to talk about delegation in terms of how do we take our expertise and multiply it through our company? How do we take what we know as owners and translate it to our employees? How do we help a manager who's super skilled translate their skill down to their reporting employees? Well, it comes back to this fundamental principle of delegation. I talk about it in my book, Less Chaos, More Cash. It's a process. How do we communicate effectively our expectations so the work gets done right and on time? Is that not a question in your business, fellow fabricator? It's a question of mine. And so today I want to talk about what I like to call the number one danger in delegating. Now, many people feel like letting go is the biggest risk. You know, like I just, it's such a risk. I'm afraid to let go. What if it doesn't get done right? Well, fact is, there's a pretty decent chance out of the gate it won't get done right. That's not the biggest risk. That's reality. The risk is that you give up when that happens. You do all the work leading up to the implementation of the process. You're going to actually delegate a task. You want it done right and on time. You do all the work up front, all the background, and then The first try doesn't go well. And the tendency is to go, oh, that cost me so much money. Oh, that was so expensive. Oh, the process doesn't work. You know, throw the baby out with the bathwater. If you want it done right, you got to do it yourself and retrench back to that sort of limited perspective. This is a challenge. I, I mean, I do not want to underestimate the fact that this skill of delegation takes time to learn. It takes practice. It takes dedication. It takes perseverance. It's not easy. As I said, I think in the last episode, nobody's born with the skill or gift of delegation. It's something we got to learn in it. It's, it's, it's a process. It takes time and it takes risk and it takes some, you know, getting skin knees, getting back up and continuing. The number one risk, the number one danger in delegating is giving up not the letting go. So we're going to talk about that today. And I just want to encourage you, just so you understand, this is a challenge, but it is so worth persevering through it. You see, I think the last stat I read is about 94% of businesses in the U.S. do less than a million in sales. My theory, my hypothesis is that the reason for that is that most business owners, small business owners, hit a wall around 10 employees. And because they don't know how to delegate, they haven't developed the skill of delegation, they cannot break through that ceiling. And so they're limited. And and that translates typically about 10 employees, less than that's about a million bucks. So that's a ceiling that a lot of people hit. And so 
Delegation is the way you break through that. Delegation is the way you break into the next level. You break into this level of, of, of opportunity where you can scale the business and you can get away from the business. And so it's not giving up. If, if giving up is the default, then you're never going to get there. And it's not to say that there's anything wrong with you know, being one of those 94% of companies that does less than a million in sales. I'm not by any means suggesting that's the case. But if you desire to alter, to change the experience of that frantic, I have to be there at all times. If I'm not there, the work doesn't get done right. That sort of existence where you are chained to the business. If you would like to break out of that, delegation is the pathway. Delegation is the, the means by which you get out of that situation. So, we're going to talk about that. There's three different aspects to this this principle. And I've been talking about this the last couple of episodes. But today, talking about the number one danger, how to avoid that, we've got to, we've got to let go, not give up. So we start small, we stay committed, slow and steady wins the race. The three S's of the danger of delegating. So really, in that scenario, I see it time and time again. You do all the work, all of the effort of developing the process, assigning the position, defining the result. You, you, you clarify exactly what you want. You demonstrate and, and, and document your expectations. You put those into measurable standards. This is how the work is going to be measured. This is the criteria of whether or not you did it right or not, or when if you did it at the right time or not. Then you develop the steps. You document it. All of that work, I mean, that's a lot of work goes into that. I don't care how simple the task is. That is, um, that's work. Then you actually hand it off. You have the conversation. Will you agree to do this? Yes. Will you agree to produce these results? Yes. Will you agree to produce them to this standard? Yes. Do you agree to pursue meeting my expectations? Yes. You have everything in place. The document, the expectations, the communication, the agreement, everything's there. And then the slab gets cut wrong. <laughs> the wrong edge gets put on. You know, the backsplash gets cut the wrong length and now you got to go buy another slab, you know, to finish the job. The quote's done incorrectly. So you underbid the job and you you didn't bid enough slabs into it. You name it. I mean, there's infinite number of scenarios where you can apply the process and somebody still fails to meet your expectations. If in that moment, that's the crucible. That is the moment where delegators are either made or where they retreat back to giving up retreating back to that space where they can't break out of. And so I just want to honor that. The temptation is to say, screw it. I'll do it myself. And then you're right back chained to the company again. And so in that moment, that's where success is is made, is choosing to start small, stay committed, slow and steady wins the race, sticking with it. And I was reminded of this quote by Thomas Edison. I think it's so profound and it's relevant to this right now. Thomas Edison had a lot of fantastic quotes. Look them up. But this is my favorite. Many of life's failures are people who did not realize how close they were to success when they gave up. That's kind of like being on the one-yard line or being just around the corner of the finish line when you've done all that work to delegate, all the documentation, all the work leading up to that point, the handoff, the expectations, the agreement. And then with one failure, you backtrack, you give up, you retreat, that's, that's not realizing how close to success you really are. So we're going to get into three simple concepts. I've mentioned them already a couple of times, starting small, staying committed, slow and steady, wins the race. Just to encourage you to continue pressing on. But before we get into that, I want to mention a word from our sponsor, No Lift Install System. Literally, we just got this message literally half an hour ago. 
It's from somebody who said, my installer just crushed his shoulder. Looks like I'm too late for him, but please send me the quote and you've got a deal. Literally, word for word quote, private message to one of our sales guys. Backstory on that, the guy was thinking about the cart, decided to wait, and now he's got an installer with a crushed shoulder. Now, when you consider the cost of losing that employee, number one, and the cost of the business in terms of lost productivity and trying to hire his replacement or whatever, it's hugely expensive. But let's talk about the cost, the human cost of that individual who's maybe making, what, 20, 25 bucks an hour? I do not know what crushed means. I didn't ask. They didn't elaborate. I don't know how severe that injury is in that private message to us. But it sounds significant. Let's, let's consider the long-term physical health of that installer. Maybe he has a career that's shot now. Maybe he's got to go find something else to do. Maybe he will be physically limited for the rest of his life. Consider the quality of life. Fellow fabricator, if you don't have a no-lift yet, please, 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 would you visit noliftsystem.com? request information, talk to one of our sales pros, and learn how you could get a system into your install department that would prevent that from happening. It will preserve the physical health of your installers. It'll keep them in your you know, in your department working for you, and it'll keep them healthy. So fellow fabricator, stone shop owner, install manager, whoever you are, if you don't have a no-lift, visit noliftsystem.com. Okay, how do we not lose in this practice of delegation? How do we avoid the number one danger in delegating, which is giving up instead of letting go? We let go of the task and we entrust it to somebody else. If we give up, man, we're like right on the edge of success. So number one, starting small. It's very interesting. I do a bit of coaching and how often people contact me, they've read my book or listened to the podcast and they're like, yes, I have to learn how to delegate. <laughs> it, it's, it's uncanny how many of them want to either learn how to delegate templating or estimating. And I, I just chuckle because it's become almost predictable. Not everyone by any means, but more than half probably. Those are the two tasks they want to learn to delegate. And it's like probably because they cause the most stress. And they're the most difficult to delegate in terms of just the level of complexity and the 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 gravity that both of those lend themselves to in the business in terms of if it's not done right, the consequences are catastrophic. If you underbid it, that's bad. If you template it wrong, also bad. And yet the the tendency is people want to start there. And it's like, how about we back up and let's let's maybe take a smaller bite out of the elephant. Let's let's start a little bit smaller. So that is my recommendation to you. It's the same recommendation we make for folks that are buying a no lift. It's like, please don't go put the largest, most complicated, awkward, fragile, L-shaped piece in on your first install. Maybe try like a three by six, you know, island with no cutouts in it. Just start small. There's a lot of wisdom in that. And so, fellow fabricator, if you have begun this journey of delegating, if you have embarked on this path of developing your skill as an owner, as a leader, as a delegator, good for you. Might I suggest picking some tasks that maybe are a little bit less complicated and a little less consequential to the business if they're not done right the first time out of the gate? Because the reality is, there's going to be some disruption. There's going to be some stumbling. Just like I mentioned in the last episode, we got to remind, remind, remind. You know, and sometimes it's not reminding. It's like we got to remind and we got to do more coaching. We got to do more reinforcing. Maybe they don't understand how to get the result that we thought they, you know, we thought it was more clear the how than necessarily the what. And it's, it's not a matter of their commitment. It's they just need a little more training. They need a little more insight maybe observing how to do the task. So we just got to start small, something that's digestible and realistic for that new individual who has assumed that task. Next, we got to just stay committed and engaged. 
again, it's, you can't do like drive-by delegation where you do all the work, you create the document, and you, you, <laughs> you in passing, throw this document at them and go, yeah, figure it out. I'll, I'll be back in six weeks. I hope it's being done perfectly. I mean, perhaps it's possible in a perfect world, but this isn't the perfect world. And the reality is, is it requires ongoing, especially up front, engagement. We got to stay in the battle, stay in the fight, reminding, 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 reminding that it is a new task, reminding how to do the task, reminding that they need to do the task, reminding, you know, the expectations in the task. We, we just, we got to be at the beginning much more available much more present, much more involved in that transition, in that handoff of the baton. A lot of reminding, occasionally insisting, and hopefully if you do enough of that, you won't have to do any demanding. But it's really just being present, coaching and encouraging, remembering the stakes, remembering what is at stake in terms of the handoff, going, okay, I, there's a why in the road. I can stay you know, doing all the work myself, nothing wrong with that. A lot of very successful, very profitable business owners that stay at the operating level in the business. I by, am no means denigrating that. But for those who want to move to the next level to expand their business beyond that million-dollar mark and, and, and have the business less reliant on them, this is the, this is the principle. This is the reality. you got to stay engaged. you got to continue to coach. you got to be present. you got to be there correcting, directing, instructing, encouraging. I guess you don't want to forget that. So that's the second point. we got to start small. That's number one. Number two, we got to just stay committed, stay engaged. It's so worth it to get through this first execution, this first few times you delegate and in the midst of a little bit of failure, a little bit of, you know, two steps forward, one step back, one step forward, two steps back. Sometimes that's how it can feel, but we just got to stay in it. We got to stay in the middle of it until it sticks. And once it sticks, that's like this euphoric, so exciting. I mean, it's just an amazing feeling when all of a sudden you realize, oh my gosh, that work is getting done and I'm not there. I don't have to be there for that task to get done. The, the, the freedom that accompanies that experience when you've stuck with it and you've experienced success. So then the last of these three principles here. Start small, stay committed. Slow and steady wins the race. We learned this recently, this move from unconscious incompetence to unconscious competence. It looks like this. You begin not knowing what you don't know. That's unconscious incompetence. Then you move to this place where it's like you're consciously incompetent. You you, you know, at least, that you don't know how to do the work. From there, you move to conscious competency where you're doing the task correctly but you have to be actively thinking about it and eventually when this is fully developed you move into unconscious competence that's where you do it without thinking you're so adept you're so skilled you're so experienced you've gotten so good at it you can perform the task you can do the work you can execute the skill without even thinking about it that's true in a couple of aspects here that's true for the folks that were delegating too. We want them to move through that progression using the process, but we as delegators want to move through that as well. And so it just, it just takes time. And just think about that. Unconscious incompetence. We don't even know that we need to know how to delegate. Then we realize that ah, we really don't know how to delegate. At least I know I need to. I just don't know how. Then we move into this phase, which is kind of where I'm talking about now. The conscious competence. It's like the willful, mindful, thoughtful, hey, look, I've got to apply these processes. And then eventually we'll get to the point where delegating becomes second nature, like running the machine, like gluing the seam, like laying out the cooktop, like doing the quote, like closing the sale, 
like measuring and knowing what to look for and that the, all those variables out there on site with a, a kitchen that you know has got existing countertops. All those things that you already do, fellow fabricator, I'm telling you, you can develop the same kind of skill as it relates to delegating. If you start small, if you stay committed and engaged, and if you take the slow and steady wins the race approach, just keep progressing one task at a time. Get one down, success, celebrate it, boom, reinforce it, make sure it sticks, on to the next one, and then the next one. And pretty soon, over time, you will find yourself working out of a job, as it were, Instead of working in the business, you will move progressively and incrementally, slowly and steadily, towards a point where you're working on the business. And you can work on the business in a variety of different uh, scenarios. You can work on the business while you're at the business, or you can work on the business when you're not at the business. Or actually, you can choose not to work on the business or at the business or in the business for a couple of days, and guess what? The work still gets done. Job still gets sold, gets scheduled, slabs get delivered. Jobs get templated, they get cut, they get fabbed, they get installed, and somebody even collects on the payment and the money gets deposited into the bank account, all while you're not there. Fellow fabricators, that is the future for those who learn this skill, who don't give in to the number one danger of delegating, for the folks who don't give up, for the people that learn how to let go of the task, but apply the process, tremendous freedom and opportunity waiting for you. So lastly, just want to ask you, if you're isolated, despite the fact that you've got employees all around you, despite the fact that you go home to family and they're already, and yet the fact is none of those employees and none of those family members really understand the stress that you deal with on a daily basis as the owner of your company. I just want you to know, fellow fabricator, I do understand. I've lived it. I still live it. And I want you to know that that's why I offer one-on-one complimentary coaching to stone shop owners like you. So if you find yourself in that situation where you just need to process some of that stress, you'd like to learn how to delegate perhaps so that you have less stress, my encouragement to you, if you don't do something different, you're going to implode. You're going to just, you're going to, you know, redline the engine until it just (laughs) blows up. But you could also visit the show notes below, click on the link for one-on-one coaching, answer some of those questions, give me some detailed information about your business, then I will reach out to you and we will schedule a 90-minute complimentary, no-strings-attached coaching experience for you to find out what's going on in your business, find out what's going on, and maybe talk about how you might be able to take some actions to improve on that. So if you are interested in one-on-one coaching or group coaching, which I am beginning to offer as well, visit the show notes below, click on the one-on-one coaching link, and I look forward to hearing from you. Ladies and gentlemen, like I said, there is no end to the topics. In the next couple of topics, I've got I've got queued up. <laughs> I couldn't be more excited. So make sure you tune in next week for the next episode of the Fab Lab Podcast. Until then, Happy fabricating.